Hey guys, welcome to our SoulFam podcast, where I interview space holders from all over the world. I'm your host, my name is Carolina, and I'm the Connection Catalyst and Manifestation Mentor. Today on the show, we have Isaac Owens, the Business Consultant. Welcome to the show, Isaac. How are you doing? Lovely. Thank you for having me and inviting me onto this podcast and your show. I'm looking forward to serving your audience and hopefully adding... Uh, some value here and there for everyone who's tuning in. Oh, for sure. You're going to add value. You already added value to me before we started recording this. So for sure, we're going to add massive value to everyone who listens. Uh, so thank you so much for agreeing to be with us. It's really, really a pleasure. So as always, I would love to start with a little bit of a backstory of yours. I would like to know about your journey. Where do you come from? How did you get inspired to even go into business and into coaching and into mindset? What was the start of your journey and how did it unfold for you until now? Yeah. So uh, I was born at a very young age, uh, like most people. That's my dad joke. That's <laughs> for everyone out there. Um, but really what started it for <laughs> it's quite I know funny. some people are going to get that one on the way home. Um, <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> but my journey started um, truly when I was uh, very, very young. I'm the oldest of uh, my siblings. And so I was the first born uh, to my, my mom. She's a single mom. When I was growing up, I had a stepfather um, and he was just uh, physically and emotionally abusive to my mom growing up. I remember there was a time when he actually, when my mom and my baby brother at the time were living in motels. They're like in America, I don't know your audience, but in America, a motel is basically a shitty hotel <laughs> for super cheap. So it was, it's not like the Ritz Carlton, it's. Short definition exactly. for the whole yeah. people who don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to go. If for anyone who comes to America, you don't want to go to a motel. It'll be, it'll be very affordable, but you don't want to stay there. It's not a good place. And we were living in that situation at that point in time. And I might have been like eight or nine years old at the time. And I remember uh, my stepfather, he had a, a, I'll just call it a mental breakdown. Um, and then he kicked us out. My mom put all of our belongings into a shopping cart. And she was crying, my brother was crying, and I was the oldest one, so I just kind of had to be stoic, you know? And I remember we went to the place next door, it was a food for less grocery store, and a, a lady, you know, saw us, bless her heart, and she gave my mom $20. And I remember that moment as the moment that shifted within me, that made me make the decision when I was young to make sure that when I grow up, that I never allow my mom or my brothers or anyone in my family to ever be in that position again. Um, so that's really what started it for me, uh, you know, wow. on my journey, respectively. Yeah. At um, eight years you know, old. For... That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, it's funny. I actually, I don't, I don't want to go too far back in time. Uh, but I remember when I was five years old, I meditated for the first time um, as well. But we'll, we could talk about that later on. Uh, yeah, and I so want to fast talk about forward. it now. I want to talk about it now. I'm curious <laughs> now. You can just like open the loop and then never close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm for me, my generation, we grew up on watching like anime cartoons. And I remember watching this one cartoon called Dragon Ball Z. I don't know if anyone out there has seen it before or if you've seen it. Yeah. Super Saiyans and then the and I was I'm a I'm a guy, so like when I saw like big buff guys and they powered up, I was like, I want to do that. And there was one episode where Gohan, who's, you know, the son, the first son of Goku, who's, I guess, the protagonist uh, in the show. 
And he was, it was the episode, or I'd say it's the arc when Gohan met Videl, who eventually becomes his wife. They have a kid and everything. But at this episode, in this time period, uh, Videl was like, she was the best fighter in her world, right? Because her dad was the best martial arts fighter. And then she starts getting curious about Gohan. Long story longer, you know, Gohan teaches her how to harness what you, we know as, you know, mana or chi or life force energy. And he teaches her how to harness that because it's not just about, you know, physical strength or muscles. So, you know, that's a, that's one part of it, especially for me as a guy, I like to lift weights and things like that. Um, and in the episode, he was essentially teaching her how to harness that energy inside. And so for me personally, when I was a kid, I was like, I remember watching the episode. I was like, I got to go try this. And I went, I sat down. I was a little crazy kid growing up. And I sat down. I was like, okay, I meditate. Do what Gohan said, you know, in the, in the episode, concentrating. And then suddenly I felt a resonance internally. And I was like, oh, I feel it. And I looked and there was nothing there. And I was like, this doesn't work. <laughs> and I just moved on <laughs> to the next thing. <laughs> And then meditation, yes. But it <laughs> That's did. That's how it started. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's so. I cute. didn't. Let oh me clarify. God. Yeah, I uh, I didn't really begin meditating consistently, like as a daily practice, or I guess I really didn't take it seriously until 2016. Uh, shortly after, I went to the Tony Robbins seminar. I went to another seminar by the Empowerment Partnership. Uh, I don't. I'm not sponsored by them. Uh, but I do have an event code. So if anyone wants to go to an NLP training and energy work training, they can go. Um, but that was the time period, 2016, when I really started, I'd say, advancing in my personal development journey. Mm, amazing. So it's been a few years now. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been, it's been some time. And what has made you decide to become the business consultant and a coach? Yeah. So for me, uh, when I graduated high school, you know, I was uh, in a relationship at the time and we had this, you know, you know how, I don't know, for anyone out there who's been in a relationship as a guy, you know how it goes when, you know, your girl's like, do this and do that. And you're like, like okay, okay, okay. Let me just, let me, let me just do me for like two seconds. Okay. I'll get back to you. For the ladies, uh, that's the little guy's perspective <laughs> on what it's like being in a relationship. And I remember my senior year of high school, um, I became a total pothead. I was smoking weed all the time. And uh, at this point, yeah, I'm from San Diego, you know, in Southern California. So it's like natural. And this is, but this is, you know, at a different timeline. So weed wasn't legal. This was back when weed was cool because you were breaking the law. Now it's legal. And it's like, okay, <laughs> different now. But it's not cool anymore. Anyway, it's not that cool. I mean, yeah, it's not as cool as it was, um, but that's not the reason I was doing it. You know, it was like my senior year of high school. I, you know, started getting really good grades and I knew I was on my, you know, kind of ascension and my personal life journey. And so my senior year, I still, I got like, you know, straight A's, but I got more than straight A's. I did really well on my college tests and exams. And at the same time, I was smoking a lot of weed. And I was just thinking about my future. Summer comes around after I graduate, I get accepted to university, Cal State Fullerton, out here in uh, Orange County, which is a little bit north of San Diego within Southern California area. And during that summer, I'm like, okay, I have my plan. You know, me and my, my ex-girlfriend, she's now, but girlfriend at the time, we're like, All right, I have my plan. I'm going to 
go become a computer engineer. I'm going to get my master's in business and I'm going to make a million dollars per year. That was my plan, uh, which there's another story connected to that, but uh, that was my plan, right? And uh, it's funny because life has its ways. And sometimes when we think we're going this way, we're like, I have everything laid out. Life goes, well, let's just shift it a little bit. And I got invited to take a look at a business opportunity uh, to make a long story longer. Uh, the gentleman who invited me to take a look at the business opportunity became my best friend. Um, we've been best friends ever since that time. I knew of him before that, but I, I wasn't really like, ah, I don't really know. But after he showed me this business opportunity and got me thinking about entrepreneurship for the very first time, we just every day, almost every day, we would just spend all this time together, just dreaming about like, we can do this. Oh, and, and then we could do that. And you know how it is when you're in that creation mode where you start to think about the possibilities. That's what happened for me. You know, and so I started my first business when I was 18 years old. I just got into college. I was in my little apartment with my roommates and stuff. And um, <laughs> I can go on and on. Um, I don't know if I should keep going on that topic, but that's really what inspired me to start. Uh, I guess, you know, in my business consulting journey, that's really where it began because I wasn't paid a salary. I wasn't paid hourly. I was paid. Not only did I have to invest money to start the business and I, use someone else's money, which by the way, is a tip for anyone out there who's in business. There's a little technique or a strategy that I got called OPM, which stands for other people's money. <laughs> and that's good. So if you don't have the money to start your own business, use someone else's. Yeah, that's a little tip. Anyway, how would you go about that's how it? I started my first. Yeah, well, there's different ways. Uh, for me, I used uh, my student loans. <laughs> oh, cool. So I got approved for certain... Yeah, I didn't use all of it, which is another tip for people out there. Don't blow all your money to start a business. You could if you want to, but teach their own. And that's how I started my first business. I got approved from a government loan. I had some extra money. Told my buddy, okay, I'm ready to start my business. He goes, okay, go to this website, boom, 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 signed up. Awesome. I'm officially a business owner, 18 years old, and I'm in debt, and I'm not making any money yet. But one thing I knew was true was I was fired up there was no one that could tell me that I wasn't going to succeed in that business um, until I had a phone conversation with my ex-girlfriend. And that's a whole <laughs> different story. We can get into that <laughs> later on, but that's, that's how it started for me <laughs> in terms of my uh, journey as an entrepreneur. I, go ahead. That's really, really cool. I love it. And I'm really curious to, if, you, if we can explore this topic of uh, taking other people's money initially um, even more, because yeah. like not everyone has a chance to just get a student loan or whatever, right? Like you were 18 years old at the time and there are people starting businesses at every age and some people have savings because they've worked in like a nine to five, you know, some of their life, but some people maybe just want to start and they don't yeah. really know how to save and how to invest. Like, especially for example, when you're from Poland, like me, it's not like, it's easy oh, to Poland. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like sure, it's so sure. easy to save money. Like if you, for example, live in places like Denmark right. or, you know, other, other, let's say um, countries that are a little more developed in this, let's say abundant mindset, or they have a different system, it's easier to save it. And then you have resources to start your business. But what if someone has literally nothing? Like, what would you do if you had nothing now? You have all your knowledge and experience from what you've learned, right? And based on over yeah. all of these years, but you have, okay, you, you are at zero again, and you need to start a business. Like, what would you do? Where would you get the money from? And how would you go about it? Step one, I would breathe. 
That's the first thing I would do. Um, the second thing I would do is I would take inventory of what I do have. You know, for me personally, I'm very familiar with starting from scratch, starting from zero. I literally started, and by the way, I literally started from zero recently, just a few months ago, when this year started. And I can go into that a little bit more, but just so everyone knows, in your journey as an entrepreneur and in business, you learn to get scrappy or you learn to get what I call resourceful. You know, it's not about the resources you have. Those help, and we'll get to that in a moment. But the way you begin, in my opinion, is number one with the breath, because that's life, life force, or mana, or chi, and we can talk about that again. Um, and then I would take inventory, and this is exactly what I did. Well, not exactly, but here's what I would recommend to anyone who's starting from zero. Number one, breathe. Number two, take inventory of what you do have. For me, I knew, okay, I got a phone. That, um, that already sets me farther ahead than, you know, if I didn't have a phone. I had a computer, I got a Wi-Fi internet connection. I have a database of people who trust me. I have this, I have that. And so, and then I would start to get more curious about what you have internally regarding your resourcefulness. You know, you have a good head on your shoulders. You are someone who cares about people at a deep level that makes you different from other people. You know, you have your creativity inside, maybe confidence. And so what I would recommend is after you finish literally taking everything you could ever imagine, putting it on paper, you begin to realize as you look at that piece of paper that, wow, do I really have nothing? No, that's not true. The truth is I have all these different things that I can use. And that's where you begin. And the reason why I bring that up is because you can't build success on failure. Failure can be a catalyst, just like for me, you know, it can plant that seed that, you know, over time, years and years later, will start to grow in a different way. But success is built on success. And so there's something in my world that's become clearer and clearer to me. And that's small victories. As long as you can keep stacking those small victories over time, you're going to look up and look back and be like, whoa, how'd I get here? You know, or someone reaches out to you and says, hey, you have something that I see is a value and I'd like to share it with my community. And so that's how I got here on this uh, podcast with you. Is that helpful or is that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love okay. the belief cool. shift that you're talking about because it's really literally changing the belief from mm -hmm. the lack mentality of like, I have nothing, I don't have money, I don't have resources to I have all these skills and experience and qualities that maybe some other people don't have. And sometimes we lack just the vision of it right the perspective of it so i love what you say like just write it down on paper and even writing it down like expressing it putting it out there and then seeing the whole list of the things that you have it's already a mindset shift right and you can do it with any belief really that you have yeah. any limiting belief if you say like okay uh, i want to believe that i am wealthy now or i am abundant then list 30 things why you are abundant right now like what do you have right now so then you can open the potential in your subconscious mind to actually believe like the opposite to, to what you believe right now so I absolutely love it. Thank you so much. And I love that you say that the first thing is breathe because, yeah, it's like we are lacking the breath. We are lacking the life force, the mana, uh, as you say. And that brings me to a question, actually, about your uh, roots, because, you know, um, before we start the recording, you mentioned something about your shamanic origins. And I'm curious to know, like, how do you entangle like business and kind of like shamanic culture and the energy and all of this all together? Yeah. So 
for me personally, um, what I do is I advertise and I sell people what they want. You know, if someone comes to me because typically they want to these days, right? But before when I was marketing myself as a coach, it was like, ah, my life's terrible, change my life. And I'd be like, okay, and then we would do it. And I would turn them around and send them off. And they would, I'd be like, the only thing I ask of you is to give me a testimonial, which is why on my Instagram, you can see I have pretty in-depth testimonials from people who are doing really well successfully in business and and people who aren't even business owners, but just saw my work and they were like, oh my God, I'm filled with tears. Like, I don't know what it is. And so that was these days, now that I'm a business consultant, or at least that's how I'm positioning myself, I sell people what they want. I provide it too, because there is marketing and strategy and there's certain dials you have to be able to turn and different departments in your business and business structure. And I get into all that as well, but usually if someone comes to me, it's because they wanna grow their business. They want more money. They're like, I need money and I need it now. I'm like, okay, well, remember step one, breathe. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, first things first, let's teach you how to breathe. Um, and then to answer your question, uh, how I entangle it into, you know, or how I combine it and synthesize it with, you know, meditation, breath work, my lineage of uh, Hawaii, um, is very simple. You know, I use it myself and I practice what I preach and I give people what they need. You know, people come to me because they want to grow their business and I'm like, okay, that's nice. I'm going to talk about your goals and your business and everything. But like, first, let's just enjoy the presence that we have right now. You know, let's enter into the present moment, the generous present moment as Dr. Joe Dispenza calls it. And let's see what magic comes from an authentic connection, you know, and from there, I tend to allow the, the energies or, or the, you know, life force to just flow and allow it to become whatever it's meant to be in that moment, as opposed to it has to be like this, it has to be like that, it has to be like this. And it's like, okay, yeah, but just take a moment to, <sighs> so. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Does that answer your question? Or? Yeah, absolutely. It seems to me like yeah. it's an intuitive business consultant uh, stuff. Because <laughs> it's more like, okay, yeah, I have it's... all these strategies. I have like uh, aces up my sleeve, but I, I only take it out when it's necessary, right? Based on my intuition. It's kind of like me. Like I have all these exactly. methods, all these tools that I've learned as a coach. But then depending on the client and what they need in the moment, it just flows through me, whatever is needed. And sometimes I just come up with new stuff because it's needed, right? So I'm guessing it's the same for you yeah. in business. You have all these tools, but then you actually follow your intuition about what is really needed in the moment. Yes, exactly. And Amazing. don't get me wrong. Like I catch myself sometimes where I'm like, where I'm like, oh, we could do this. I'm like, we could. And then I think for a second, I'm like, but are they ready for that? You know? And I'm like, maybe. And so I've learned to slow my process down because sometimes what's the word there's I, I learned something back in the day back in the day that's that's slang we use out here in southern california we'd be like yeah remember back in the day yeah i remember that that's how we talk out here um <laughs> some of us talk like that uh, but i remember you know real estate is all about location 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 business is about timing 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 and so yes you could do the right thing but it's I would argue it's more important to do it at the right time because you could do the right thing at the wrong time. 
or we could do the wrong thing at the right time. If you do the wrong thing at the right time, you might make a lot of money. So yeah. in business, it's all about timing, timing, timing. Uh, I'll provide one more little strategy. Really, it's an insight that came to me recently. Um, and this is my belief. And it's that the goal of business is to stay in business because 95% of businesses are going to fail in their first five years. That's just a fact, you know, internationally in North America, I think it's a little bit different statistically. Whoever wants to do the research, they can do that. But the point is for anyone who's in business right now today, it's important to recognize, even though you may not believe in competition, competition exists, especially in business. And so it's important to remember that whatever business you're in, for whoever's watching this or listening to this, 90% of your competition won't be here a year from now. So your job as a business owner is to be here a year from now. And mm -hmm. then at that point, you know, then we take a look, okay. How, and, and then you can look back at the last 12 months, see how things went, maybe lower your operating expenses. Or maybe your operating expenses are great and you're making a bunch of money and you have a good margin, which you can have as a coach. And that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And now you want to just, okay, now the next 12 months, then you can plan for that. And you do that over a series of 10 times. Next thing you know, you're in business for 10 years and you look back and now you suddenly have people following you and all this money coming in and um, a lot of good things happening. Beautiful. That's awesome. But I guess like, I would say, knowing yeah. from my work that what I'm what I'm doing with my clients that it's all really about the res resilience and confidence, really, because like I feel like all the people that yeah. I know at least have had moments in their business they are like, "Fuck this shit!" Like I don't want to do this anymore. Like pretty much all the people, you know, because there <laughs> yeah. are yeah. ups and downs, and so if you cannot sustain mm -hmm. the mindset when there are downs, then you will fail, and failure is just when you give up. Right. Because if you, let's say, fail, quote unquote, like you yes. lose some money or like you invest in the wrong thing and and then you, you treat it as a lesson rather than a failure, then you just grow. You just learn what not to do. So then, you know, you're closer to knowing what to do. Right. If you know what not to do. Yeah. Um, but if you give exactly. up in this moment, yeah. this is where failure comes in, because like I don't actually see mistakes as failures as much. It's like it's just a mistake. It's just another step. Even Tony Robbins says this, I think uh, the failure is just yeah. one step closer to success or something like that. Right. The, the road of failure is like road to success. And I feel like it's just about like getting your shit together, really, when the times are dark. And I feel like everyone on the entrepreneurial journey have had hard times and maybe they had to like borrow some money or maybe they made some mistakes or the wrong business partners or whatever. But then if you don't give up, if you just still believe in yourself, if you still love yourself enough to be like, okay, this is a lesson and then I'm I'm still me, I still have value, I still have mission, I still have passion and I want to share it with the world, then you just keep going, right? And it's not a failure then. Yeah. There's only two ways to fail in business as far as I know. And that's to either quit or to do nothing. That's it. As long as you yeah. do something and you keep going, you'll be fine. And again, that comes back to strategies like how to do it faster. And that's what people come to me for. So tell us do it faster. How to do it faster yeah. then? <laughs> well, a few different ways. <laughs> um, again, it all begins with the breath as far as I can tell. After that, there's, I would say, three primary things to do after that. 
and I'll package this and leave it to you. Um, first thing is to decide what your outcome is. You know, what do you want? What's your vision? What is the outcome for the business? Not a goal, not a airy fairy. This would be nice. But I'm talking about what's an objective that is mission critical and it must be done, no questions asked. What is that? Clarify that. The second thing is, okay, well, why do you want it? Why not just forget about it and never do it again? What makes it a must? Why is it important to you? Why is it so important to earn this much money? Why is it so important to help these people? You know, why not let them figure it out for themselves? Because that's what gets you connected to what I call the juice, the emotion behind it, you know, as opposed to setting a goal and forgetting about it, you know, leaving it on the shelf to gather dust. Mm. The third step, and I got this from Tony Robbins, by the way, so I can't take credit for it. It's called RPM planning. The third step is to create what I call a map. Not a nap, like when you sleep, but a map, you know, uh, a roadmap to figuring out how to get there. And the map is actually an acronym. It stands for Massive Action Plan, M-A-P, MAP, Massive Action Plan. Reason I say massive action is because massive action is a cure-all. You know, and so within that process of creating your map, remember it's four, four steps here, right? Breathe, determine your outcome, determine your why, uncover your why and understand what is going to fuel you to get through those times when you have a case of the buckets. I get it too, where I'm like, fuck this shit. You know, <laughs> we all do. I think we all do. I'm, if you're a human anyway. I'm pretty sure. And then on do. that fourth yeah on that fourth step when you're making your map your massive action plan when you're in that emotional state of like this is what i want this is why i want it then in that state you write down all of the different things that you could or could not do to achieve your outcome you don't have to do all of them but the point is and what's important is while you're in that peak state that's when you get it all out from your head your heart and get it on paper and then you pause, take a moment, look at it and go, okay, from this list, from this map, which one of these things, maybe two, maybe three, maybe four, who knows, which ones are a must, meaning they must happen or what? If they don't get done, the whole thing falls apart. And which ones are like, okay, this would be nice, but it's not a must, more of a, a nice to do or nice to have, so to speak. So yeah, there's a free strategy there for you and everyone listening. <laughs> Amazing. I absolutely love it. And I love how, like, first of all, we kind of like discover our internal motivation. Cause I feel like if we have enough, as you said, like emotion behind it and we feel the mission mm -hmm. that we want to bring, that we, we see the change that we want to bring in the world, not only, okay, I want to make this amount of money, but if you actually really feel into, okay, what your soul wants to express in this life, like, why are you doing what you're doing? But like, you really deeply feel it. And I was thinking about it um, as we were speaking, cause I, I've created this uh, modality called master manifestation method. And I really want to teach as 
many people as possible to change their beliefs uh, within minutes and to transform their childhood traumas also like really quickly so that everyone when they get triggered rather than like shouting at their partner or their colleague at work they can just go for 20 minutes to a different room or to the toilet and just like go through the process and then come back fully at peace right so if i connect to my why that i just want to spread this modality so that people can actually bring things into their life and do it fast and do it like in alignment with their soul i'm thinking when i really feel into it i'm just so driven to to do it in comparison to when i like am in not my peak state and i don't connect to this motivation sometimes i'm like okay but i can i can i actually do it like mass scale as i see in my vision like am i enough for that do i have resources blah 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 and all this talk right small small self talk but if you actually really put yourself in this mission in this essence in this passion then from there, if you channel all these things that need to be done, it's like a, it's like your soul speaking rather than your mind. That's how I see it anyway. It's like your heart yes. is speaking, not your small self. Like you're not con cont contracted. Contracted yeah. is how you say it. Um, in your in yeah. way of thinking or yeah. or being, you're like expanding. You're like, oh my god, I can do all these things. Yeah. And of course, it's nice to then bring the reason in and then see, okay, what is the step by step process now from from now on and what's the priority. But I love this. I love you know yeah. putting yourself in a peak state to actually know what's the truth because i feel like peak state is our truth it's it's how we are born it's like how yeah. we should be exactly it's state. like when you're like, a kid it's like when you're a kid it's like whoa i'm doing everything what's this do what's that do and then the adults are like don't touch that don't look at that don't talk to him and you're like but wait 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 i want to learn and you know that's how i was as a kid you know and so anyway please continue yeah. i just wanted Absolutely. to add to that absolutely and like we, then we were programmed with all this yeah. shit right all these bullshit beliefs all these emotions but then we can w when we can come back to this essence to this pure love and passion that's where really everything flows and so like uncovering ourselves from all these layers is like super crucial at least i think at least on the path to success if you want to grow in as as a person or entrepreneur or just generally grow you need to just unlayer all this like fake uh, stuff that was put on you by the society by your family by teachers at school or whatever um and it's an important important thing and so what from your perspective what do you feel like uh, are the yeah. fundamentals of achieving success in business like what is like an absolute non-negotiable that you got it like either i'm i mean like a quality or like you yeah. know like a mindset or like a belief or just something you know kind of tangible like a fundamental inside of every business owner that that yeah puts themselves out there great question um i'll give you three things the first thing is an understanding that if it is to be it's up to me and for i'm sure for a lot of your viewers or listeners a lot of them are small business owners, um, which, by the way, if you're a small business owner, don't let your small business keep you small minded. You know, I got that one from Brandon Burchard, who's a great high performance coach. And because you're a small business owner, you, you don't have the stress and anxiety or worry or uncertainty of thousands of employees who could be fucking it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're a small <laughs> business owner. You got like you, you got yourself. You got maybe a pet <laughs> that you can vent to. You got your phone. But for the most part, it's you. Unless you have like a VA or, you know, two or three people on your team where it's manageable. Um, and that's, you know, believe it or not, that's the core of it. You know, if it is to be, it's up to me. It starts with that. After that, it's 
an understanding and appreciation of confidence. And I'm not talking about bullshit confidence of like pump yourself up, you know, pretend to be something you're not. I'll just tell you guys the truth. You know, for me, my mentor early, early on when I started that first business that I mentioned earlier, remember I sat down with him for the first time and I knew of this guy because like I, he grew it. He came from where I came from, but little did I know he was this ultra successful guy who like was driving a BMW and retired his mom and was making this residual income. I didn't know that. I was like, oh, he, I just, really? I didn't know that. Anyway, I got a chance to sit down and meet with him one-on-one and we just had a, you know, a heart to heart. And he goes, okay, so why are you doing this business? What's your why? And at the time I was like, well, I want to retire my grandparents. I want to give back to them financially. And he looks at me and he goes, okay, the person you are right now will never be able to retire your grandparents. You won't. Who you are right now will never be able to do that. You're going to have to become something more and evolve into a higher version of yourself to be able to realize that why. Because if you stay who you are right now, it's never going to happen. And I remember having that conversation with him and I was like, whoa, I better grow. I better learn something. I better study. I better get better at meeting with people, talking to people, doing presentations, inviting people to take a look at what I have to offer, things like that. And then from there, you just keep going. That's it. You keep going, you keep going, you keep going, and then you change your approach as needed just to see if what, because if what you're doing is not working, that's an indicator to say, okay, whereas someone might take it as failure or temporary defeat, as Napoleon Hill calls it, you see what didn't work and you go, okay, well, what worked from that? You, that's when we take a moment to step back and like, okay, this worked. How can we improve it? Well, we can do this. Let's change. Let's maybe try this instead. Or maybe if we do that same thing, but differently, or maybe if you're running ads for people out there who are running ads, maybe you split test and go, let's try this color and this color and see which one has a higher conversion. And you go, well, maybe we use purple instead of green. Hmm. Turns out we get a higher conversion rate. That's just an example. Um, and again, this is all coming from, you know, Tony's five-step formula of success, which they can go onto Tony's page and learn all that. But yeah, so that helps sure. or is that? But you <laughs> know, to, hear it, to cool. hear it from you and from your experience, yeah. it's also really valuable because I feel like many people can talk about many different things, but for some people, just the energy of a person speaking resonates way more with their story and their experience. And so, you know, like, I feel like I also sometimes repeat what my mentors taught me, but through my mouth and through my expression, it's a completely different thing as well. And through my mm -hmm. understanding and the filter of the world. So thank you so much for sharing from your perspective, because it's a, it's an interesting perspective that you have. And so I'm curious to know, maybe like one last little question. Mm -hmm. What is your current yeah. business strategy in like a, in a, in a shortcut? Because you probably do a lot of things, but just to give people an example yeah. of what is possible and what works for you specifically, because obviously everyone needs to intuitively tune into what is working for them and what is, what is in alignment with them right but like what is your strategy what's in alignment for you yeah so my primary business strategy is real estate acquisitions um that's the industry the vertical is another term for it uh where i have i would say the most specialized knowledge because i spent most of my time in real estate finance and so i was a guy where i like learned all the numbers and i was helping other people get rich 
And recently I had some experiences that made me realize, okay, let me acquire some. And it's interesting you mentioned that because, you know, really what my strategy was set the intention and then just see what happens. Next <laughs> thing I knew I need, like as simple as it sounds, that was my two-step strategy, you know, and um, amazing. I the right it. people started, <laughs> yeah, the right people started showing up in my life. You know, I, I met one individual um, and we met, well, actually someone introduced us and we got to talking. We're like, okay. And then we kind of left, did our own thing. And we came back, we got to talking again and left and came back, left and came back. And then we talked and he looks at me and he goes, you know what, dude, I'm looking for you. And I was like, I'm looking for you. And then next thing you know, we're partners. And so that's how I got, you know, my first for this, at least for this year, my first consulting client. That's and, amazing. Uh, man. We're working to yeah and so we're working together on some you know some exciting things uh and then the other one the other client that i have consulting client same thing you know actually well similar i met him online in a facebook group and it's a facebook group that i was a part of i've been a part of it now i think about it for gosh like just over a year which i didn't even time flies you know i didn't realize it's been that long anyway this is a gentleman who made a post in the facebook group and it was the training he did at a recent conference they had. And I remember just here in my room and I was watching it. I remember thinking like, wow, he's where I want to be. Not like exactly, but in terms of business, I was like, I want to own apartment buildings. You know, I want to be able to sell an apartment building using other people's money and to earn a lot of money and also help the people whose money invested in me. I want to help them make money too. It's all about giving back. Anyway, that's his business model. Uh, they're known as syndicators out here um, in America. And uh, later on, after I saw that video, so he added value to me, right? I learned something from him, yeah? And then he makes another post and says, hey, if anyone wants help or whatever, here's my calendar. And I was like, oh, dude, I'm on it. Click, 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 scheduled it. We get on a phone call just like this. We get to talking. He goes, all right, tell me about yourself. I'm like, well, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, I'm looking for you. And I'm like, dude, I'm looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then so, and so that's how we got to working together. Amazing. Now with those two, yeah, yeah. With those two clients that I'm working with now, my current strategy is similar to what it was before. It's just, I'm a little bit more um, discerning with who I allow myself to work with in business. Mm -hmm. uh, because I can't just work with anybody. Um, I don't, I refuse to work for free. This is different because it's a podcast interview. So I'm happy to add value best I can. And now what I do is I literally will just have an idea. I'll put it out there into the social media world and, you know, one or two people who intuitively I believe come from the right place in terms of intention, which is why I was so open to speaking with you, even though we never met before. It's our first like face-to-face, -face, <laughs> not vir it's our first virtual meeting. I'm sure <laughs> we'll have a face-to-face -face meeting soon enough. I'm going to be traveling more this year, actually. So you're in Costa Rica for a couple months. Actually, one of my partners is from Costa Rica. Funny enough. Um, anyway, I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> Back to right, you. Man. I just wanted to say that like your strategy of just setting intention and letting it flow is like the best strategy I've heard. You know what I mean? Because I feel like in my business, at least in my yeah. on my path, the 
best things happened to me when I just set intention and just let go of the outcome. And then things started flowing in the ways that I would never even think that they can when you just let it go, when you just like you intended and you have a strong feeling behind it, right? Because you want to do something, you love it, you're passionate about it, but then you just let the universe work its magic and it actually really works. And that's why I love these kind of intuitive approaches to business. Not, okay, this is a strategy. You need to follow this, 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 and that rather than like actually feeling what is true for you and like what is in alignment with you, right? That's why I absolutely love that. But this is the best business strategy ever. Just set an intention <laughs> and let it go. Honestly, so, so right. simple. There's, two simple steps it's a, and it it's works. It's an easy two-step process. You set an intention and then you go with the flow and then you have the awareness too. And this is where, so we can talk about meditation if you'd like to. This is where meditation comes in because meditation, I believe the biggest thing that Eastern philosophies are bringing into Western uh, thinking is teaching people how to control and harness their focus. Because if there's one thing that meditation does for people is it teaches you how to control your focus as opposed to allowing your focus to be pulled to your phone or a TV commercial or someone honking their horn or whatever and getting reactive about things. There's benefits to these things because it gets us an opportunity to learn from other people. However, <laughs> I'm sure you or maybe not you, maybe people outside of this conversation right? Because your audience, they're a very special group of people who haven't incorporated mindful strategies into their life, unfortunately, are living like zombies. You know, they do what the phone tells them to do. They do what their boss tells them to do. They do what their boyfriend or girlfriend tells them to do. But then someone like me comes along and says like, hey, you know, I knock on their, I'm like, what do you want to do? <laughs> you know, like, wake yeah. up, you know? And, I'm a, I'm a friendly wake up call. I'm like, Hey, you know, or I'm that person that comes along and like helps people lift their chin a little bit higher. I'm like, yeah, I know it sucks right now. I know you're in a shitty position right now, but if you look up, you got a bright future, keep going, you know? And then I, and then if we happen to intersect again, I'm like, Oh, I guess there must be something here. So and then we get to go deeper. Right. Cause for some people you can't take them all the way into, you know, the stratosphere. Some people it's just a little nudge on the shoulder. Or you be that person they could lean on for a few moments. Or maybe just make them smile. Um, yeah. Mm, so anyway. beautiful, man. I love what you what you just said. It's so amazing. And sometimes we are the sewers of the grains that then blossom, right? And we can just say one thing mm -hmm. and then maybe it will move something within someone. And then maybe a month afterwards, they will meet someone else who will say something similar. Maybe it will end more. And we never know like how our words and actions can change someone's life. So let's just keep it going. And let's just yeah. keep changing people, keep transforming, smiling and helping because that's where the changes for the whole collective consciousness comes from, I believe um so yeah awesome man it's been such a beautiful uh, pleasure to talk to you but i have one tiny little question to you if someone would like to follow more of your, of your content and would like to know more about you what's the best way to find you yeah uh you can find me on instagram at isaac owens x um isaac is spelled i-s-a-a-c owens is spelled o-w-e-n-s and then X at the end. I have a YouTube channel where it's the same uh, handle. That way, you know, it makes it easier for people to follow me. I have other social medias as well, but I think for the purpose of this conversation and your audience, uh, that'll be the best way for them to find me on Instagram. Uh, and as I start growing my YouTube channel more and more, they can follow me there. So, yeah. 
Beautiful. I will send, certainly follow you on YouTube. I love your energy, man. It's been such a pleasure <laughs> okay. to talk to you. Thank you so much for agreeing to be with us. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs>